Hey everyone, this is Andrew with Leave Your Shoes By The Door. Today I'm joined with Zach Miller. Zach, thank you for being on here. Hey Andrew, it's an honor to be here, thank you. Absolutely. Now, this is the October episode. Uh, yes. October is known for being the greatest month out of all 12. Uh, for agree. several reasons. Uh, <laughs> but something you and I share, and uh, Zach and I go back a few years as acquaintances and now, now friends. I hope Absolutely. we can consider ourselves that. But the topic of horror movies. Yes. Uh, which come to the... Front of the pack come October, thanks to Halloween. <laughs> so, a big question in the horror movie world is, all great horror movies get sequels. It's just, that's just the name of the game. Now, the rare thing, though, is when a sequel, sequel surpasses the original. Sure. So, given these classic horror movies that you and I love so much, yeah. do you have a, uh, an example of a time where the sequel has surpassed the original? Oh, uh, that's that's a great question, and that's also an easy, easy answer. Absolutely, yes, this answer won't surprise you, Andrew, but A Nightmare on Elm Street Part 4. I love it. Much better than the original. Okay. Now, for those who are the uninitiated, to, to refresh your memory, Nightmare on Elm Street, whose hero slash villain slash anti-hero is Mr. Freddy Krueger, one of the most recognizable villains in the horror movie world, in pop culture, probably. Why is 4 superior to the original? The story um, of, of Freddy, I think, um, really came to life in, in part 4. Um, you know, the original, you're just getting to know this guy who has the, you know, the burned face and the razor glove, and he's going after, you know, these kids who live on Elm Street and, you know, uh, it could be your town, USA. Mm -hmm. um, but really, I feel like part four is where you start to learn the story of why is Freddy such a bad guy? Why were all these people after him? And now why is he after, you know, their kids? And, and why is he terrorizing, you know, this this particular town? So I just feel that that's really when you start to learn the essence of, of the bad guy. Well, what's interesting about the franchise and, and just how the, the, the action reaction is in the original Nightmare on Elm Street... It was Fred Krueger. You never really saw his face. He didn't really talk a lot. He was kind of this mysterious in yeah. shadow. And then the audience was able to react to this. And then Freddy Krueger, the star, and that he became the, what the movies revolved around. And the fourth one, like, finally accepted this. And you really get right everything you've been wanting as a I, I as mean, Freddy's Fred, almost become a, a hero in, in, in the, within the genre is that people are almost cheering for Freddy right. versus the people who he's, you know, who he's going after. And yeah, and, and he has just, you know, he has just kind of become this, you know, just again, within the, within horror, he's just kind of become like the mythology, yes. you know, he just fits this whole mold of, that's what I want to see in, in a horror movie. And of course, you know, when you get back into the 80s, you get into the 80s slasher films, I know that you're a, a, a big Friday the 13th fan. Absolutely. Um, and, you know, like, you know, I think you and I are on the same level as give us campy, give us gore, mm -hmm. and just give us something that we don't have to think about. We Absolutely. can just enjoy it, relax. You know, if we, get, if we get scared, we get scared. If we laugh, we laugh. But at the, at the end of the day... You're a, you're a Jason guy, I'm a Freddy guy, and Freddy is far superior. So we're That's gonna, not true. We're gonna, we're gonna uh, Freddy is awesome. And I also want to say that the Nightmare on Elm Street franchise is the one where Freddy gets you in your dreams, which is totally terrifying, which is just a, a cool thing that they have. So, yep. speaking of here, and, and if it were up to me, 
we would continue to talk about horror movies for the next 45 minutes and further I detail. agree. <laughs> but we have some real business to take care of for sure. this morning. So speaking of heroes, Zach, you are an elected member of my board's board of directors. Mm -hmm. And as we publish this, it's going to be at the beginning of October, we have a very important set of elections. We have District 2, which is out east. I'm talking your Madison, Hancock, Shelby, Decatur's, Eastern Marion, and District 5, which is Western Marion County, and then Hendricks County, Morgan. So your east and your west, District 2, District 5, we have an election going on right now. As we, after we publish this, it's going to be going on from October 2nd through the 8th. If you're a realtor whose office is in one of those counties, we will, my board will send you about to vote. So with that being said, I'm sitting at the table right now with an elected person. Zach is one of two elected officials, you and Annie Caruso, mm -hmm. of District 6, which I know, and I'm just spelling out expository here, but I just want to make sure we're all on the same page, District 6 being Hamilton County, Boone County, and Montgomery County. Zach, you are one of two because... That district has 25% or more of our membership in that district, so you get two representatives. So I just want to shine a light on what your responsibilities are as a district representative slash board of director. Um, but not just your responsibilities, but you are an, an, a working realtor. Mm -hmm. the, you know, being a, a board member isn't your gig. It's, right. it's an extracurricular thing that you volunteered for. Um, out of out of, I, I'm not going to speak for you, but I assume out of passion for the industry, passion for the structure of my board. So I also want to get to know why. Why would you volunteer to get dedicate a good chunk of your time and energy and intellect to a volunteer position that is the the board of director or district rep? Yeah, yeah, absolutely, and and thank you for for the opportunity to talk about that. Just because I feel that maybe that this is kind of one of the more um, Maybe mysterious uh, parts of my board is is you know what's the secret board of directors and what are they doing for us when actually we're not so secret um, for those uh, for those of you who are listening who are in District Six and who uh, and who saw me campaign uh, last year actually um, was that my 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 slogan my campaign slogan was open door open air. And what did I mean by that? It's that my door is open to you. I am representing you on the board of directors. I want to hear from you. So if there's something that you feel that the board needs to know or needs to hear, um, needs to hear about, or if you need to talk to me as your representative about something, you know, about a question or a concern or something coming out of my board, out of the board. Um, that that's why I'm here. I, I kind of say we're like your member of Congress or your member at the state house. You know, you're our, our you are our constituents. Come and talk to us when you when when you need to know what's either coming into the boardroom or coming out of the boardroom. That's what we're here for. Um, and you can do that in multiple ways. You can call us. You can email us. You can come to division meetings, but we're at the division meetings and talk to us in 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 person. Um, you know, if you want to go and have lunch or coffee with us, just give us a call. We'll, we will take the time and put it on the calendar and sit down with you. Um, and I do all of that because of my love for the industry um, and for my board and for our community. Um, I think it is important that the association work to make sure that we have a vibrant, thriving industry to help our clients buy and sell and rent real estate. Um, and and that, that's what we're here for. That, that's, that's exactly what we do. But, we, but we're not a group of 20 people that just sit in a locked room making these decisions. 
we need to make these decisions based upon what's happening in the industry and what are the needs of our members. And that's why, really, we're, it, we are an open door. We, are, we do try to be transparent. Please don't feel that we're, <laughs> that we're you know, in the locked room, you sure. know, just making decisions privately. And one thing I always like is, you know, when we have new member orientation, I, I put all of your names on the big screen of, of the district, which district is always going to be geographic makeup, specialty seats like appraiser and builder and, mm -hmm. and uh, affiliate member. And I always like to post your names and I don't, I, I tell those in attendance, you don't need to memorize these, but Zach Miller, there's a good chance you'll see him sitting on the opposite side of, a, of the table at a transaction because all of these people are working realtors just like you. So with that being said, you, you have that priority of your career, but yep. what priorities do you take to a board meeting? What priorities does Zach Miller take? What, what do you hold as a value as a leader that you want to make sure that while you're present at the table, these are the priorities of this association? You know, I, 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 again, that's, that's a great question. And I, I, you know, I think that I bring to the table, what priorities do I bring to the table? I think would be the same that most uh, realtors would bring to the table because it is from that everyday experience that I have in my own business and working with my clients and selling real estate in, in our community. And, and, and as you work around all of central Indiana and you see the needs of the south side or downtown or the east side or the west side or the north side and, and the suburbs all around, you really get a sense of what our communities need what our industries need and how we can provide that so whether it's advocacy work that we need to try to get some kind of community development going or are we seeing some you know some standards maybe that need to change within our industry to help us be more professional or or how to work with one another how to serve our clients those are the things that you know that we go into these board meetings thinking about is what are the current things that we need to be looking at, what should we be talking about, and are we doing the right things to make sure that we are leading the industry and leading our members in the right direction. Right. So Zach, with an association of 8,800 members, and MyBor, if, correct me if I'm wrong, but Shelly's told me on a national stage, MyBor is almost considered like a super association because we have so many members. Yep. So I'd imagine that provides a lot of weight on the shoulders to, to for lack of better words, govern a body of 8,800 members from Hamilton County to, to Johnson County to Hendricks to Hancock and everywhere in between. And even though it's central Indiana, there's a lot of different uh, priorities from these different geographic areas, different ways of life, different values. So it's hard to be centralized. So I guess what I'm asking you is what's at stake if we didn't have this centralized governing body like the more the like my board and then more specifically the board of directors mm -hmm. which is made up of of peers of active realtors what could possibly be at stake and how do you kind of manage that weight of all these different interests coming from all over central indiana sure no that's wow wow that's that's a very heavy question. Um, <laughs> I know, I know. Hey, um, and, I know. And, and, you know, trying to, to condense it in, into just a, a couple of minutes, um, I will do my best. Um, but like you said, we, we represent somewhere around 8,800 um, 8800 to 8,900 members, which the state of Indiana, there's about sixteen to 17,000 realtors in the state. So if you can do the quick, easy math, our membership is at or maybe even a little bit more than half of the state membership is who, who serve here at MyBor. Um, and so it is, it is a very heavy task that we have um, as 
you know, board members or any leader within our within the association at different levels, you know, to be able to have an association that can do so much locally. You know, we have our own government affairs office. We have our own professional standards department. We have the divisions. We have a foundation. We have our own MLS, what we call the BLC, you know, that that is all here. That is all in-house. And we are able to provide that to... Everything you just said is literally under the roof members. that we're under right we, now. We are, yes, we are sitting in the heart of all of that right now. If you go outside of MyBor and you look around the state and look at some of the, uh, uh, at some of the smaller associations that, that maybe they only have 500... 800 members, you know, not, they don't even have a thousand members, you know, so their associations are much smaller than us and their staff may only be one or two people and they don't have, let's just use for example, the professional standards processes that we have here, you know, if there is an issue between a realtor and another realtor or a realtor and, and a client or someone that was served and there's, there's some type of a grievance there, their only option may be to lawyer up and go to court. Right. We're here. We have our processes to say, okay, there's an issue. I think it's a problem. Let's talk about it. Let's make sure that something is in the wrong, and then we'll, we'll, we'll work to, to try to help resolve the situation without having to hopefully send, you know, people having to go to court and lawyer up oh, yeah. and all that kind of stuff. You know, we're able to help members that way. We're able to advocate for our industry, for our communities, for, you know, and making sure that we're working with our local elected officials to make sure that our communities here in central Indiana are growing and heading in the right direction that they and that they are homeowner, renter, landlord, realtor positive legislation moving through um, our municipalities and our state house. That's why we're so fortunate to have government affairs. To have folks like you who work with the divisions to say, okay, there's 88, 8,900 members how do we get this information to such a large group? Guess what? That's the beauty of the divisions, where you have a central location that you can go to once a month and listen and hear from not only your division leadership, but you also hear from your, from your representative on the board of directors from what's, what's new this month or, you know what, I know that they're, that they're going to be at this meeting. I want to you know, talk to Zach at, at the Hamco or Boone County or, or Montgomery County meeting. Um, there's just so much that we offer to our members that I just really feel a lot of people don't know yeah. that, that, that we offer. Um, so, yeah, being kind of a one-stop in-house shop, we are so fortunate, so fortunate to have. And, again, I know that was a long answer, but uh, just trying to condense well, as best as I can. And I'm kind of just <laughs> taking things away from what you're saying. Like, it's interesting that you could go to a, a division meeting in, in Boone County and hear from a, a district rep, and hear from an RPAC rep, and hear from... And out of that whole equation, there's nobody who's, who's like a third party. Right. Everybody is in the same thing. Everybody is under that same MIBOR roof. Absolutely. And it's, it's interesting how everything you're saying, it's, it's almost like providing us with our own autonomy. Absolutely. And I feel like you always want to have control of your destiny, right. especially when it comes to your job. I can't imagine a scarier thing that would happen, especially in the wake of COVID mm -hmm. that you see this thing happen. You see the ripples come. And of course you're thinking about protecting yourself, protecting your home, protecting your job, protecting the things that you value the most and having that fear of some, some third party thing just disrupting that. 
you have this autonomous body like Mybor where we're able to look out for each other and, and protect our industry. Yeah. Cause, and I always, I always like to say that when I'm speaking to, to members is it's not the industry, it's our industry. Absolutely. It's we, we are our own governing industry of you know realtors and association members and everything in between. And so, yeah, I really like that idea. So going into, because I want to go back to the uh, elections, because I, I, I really yeah. like to stress the idea <laughs> That Zach Miller and, and Annie Caruso and, and every all of our, our volunteering members are realtor members who had that passion to get involved, to apply themselves. So with District 2 and District 5, we have uh, District 2 is Steve Thompson versus Tyler Hankins. District 5, we have Carol Snyder versus Lynn Murray. What advice would you give them if they, if they get that spot they're, they're campaigning for? What advice, what advice will you give to the future representatives from District 5 and District 2? You know, first I want to say, you know, with Steve and Tyler and Lynn and Carol, um, four very strong candidates. I know all four of them personally um, through different um, involvements within the association, and I'm just so proud of all four of them for even being willing to throw their names in, in the hat and to serve our members, um, you know, at, at this capacity. So no matter what the outcome, again, I'm proud of all four of them. What advice would, would I give to, to them, um, especially as they're campaigning and kind of getting out there? It's make sure you are out there in front of the members, you're talking to members. People not only know your name, but they know your face, and they have a conversation with you as best they can to know that you actually care. Yeah. I mean, I, I think I can speak for the majority of the board members, and hopefully all the board members, but I'm really speaking for myself, is that I don't do this for me. This is not about my resume. This is not about, my, about you know, any recognition or prestige that could you know, potentially one day come from this. I am here for you. I am here for the members of not just my district, but for my board. And I want to make sure that we're making the best decisions for you for the industry that we can, as I've said, always have a vibrant, thriving industry to do what we do best, and that is represent our clients in the buying and selling and renting of real estate. That's yeah. what we do, and we do that by building good communication, good communities, collaborating with each other, advocating for one another, talking to one another, coming to the board if you have a problem or if you, there's something that you want to talk about. Be engaged within the association. Come to, div to division meetings. You don't have to come every month. I mean, especially right now, we are all so crazy busy with the industry. I mean, even pandemic or not, it's a crazy year. Real estate is just going bonkers, and, and I think everyone is busy. So yeah, do we necessarily have the time to go to a meeting every month or every week or whatnot? No, we don't. Um, but come when you can. Yeah. Get involved when you can. Get engaged when you can because it's only because of our members that we are going to continue to thrive into the future. So I just want to say one more big reminder. October 2nd through October 8th, we are electing a new leader to work with Zach Miller at the biggest board in my board, the board of directors. October 2nd through the 8th, myboard.com slash election to learn more about that. If you are a realtor whose office is in one of those areas, we will email you October 2nd through the 8th. Please vote. Please, please, please. All right. Well, we're going to take a quick break so that we can hear from the MyBoard updates. Hello, everyone. I am Jamie Barb, and welcome to the MyBoard update. 
Earn the highest certification offered by your association by participating in MyBoard's Master Professional Certification Program, or MPRO. The next session of MPRO will take place October 12th through 16th. Register today at MyBoard.com MPRO. Don't forget, semi-annual tech fees are due October 16th. This payment applies to subscribers who are set up for semi-annual option. For more, visit MyBoard.com slash dues and fees. Save the date for our next broker owner meeting taking place virtually on November 2nd from 10 to 11.30 a.m. At this meeting, you will hear from MyBoard CEO. Topics of discussions will include national industry trends along with other hot topics. As we near the date, registration information will be posted on MyBoard.com. MyBoard's Board of Director elections are taking place October 2nd through October 8th. Eligible voters will vote for directors to fill District 2 and District 5. District 2 candidates are Tyler Hankins and Steve Thompson. District 5 candidates are Lynn Murray and Carol Snyder. Visit myboard.com elections for more. Are you new to Matrix? Could you use a Matrix refresher? MyBoard is now offering Introduction to Matrix twice a month in addition to all the other intermediate level Matrix courses. To register for any Matrix class, visit MyBoard.com slash tech trainings. Beginning October 30th through January 19th, the MyBoard office building will temporarily close. All MyBoard employees will work remotely and there will be no disruption to your service. Curbside pickup will be available by appointment Monday and Friday from 1 to 4 p.m. Visit MyBoard.com slash coronavirus for more information. If you're interested in getting involved with a MyBoard committee such as MyBoard NextGen, BLC Policy, Economic Development, Finance, and more, go to MyBoard.com slash committees to fill out your application. Applications are due October 31st. Be prepared to vote in the general election on November 3rd. Visit MyBoard.com slash news and read our guide on verifying your voter registration, meeting deadlines for absentee ballots, and voting early or in person. Have a plan. A and a plan B to ensure your vote is cast and counted. Join us the second week of October for the Realtor Foundation's Realtor Week of Service. Volunteer opportunities will be available throughout the week with various MyBoard divisions. Thank you to MI Homes for sponsoring our Service Week projects. Volunteers will receive a free Realtor Week of Service t-shirt. Register online at www.realtorfoundation.org. And now back to our interview with Zach Miller. Zach Miller, how did you become a realtor? Wow, again, a very heavy loaded, <laughs> loaded question uh, that I will try to summarize as, uh, as, as best I can. Um, so prior to being in real estate, I actually worked in the entertainment industry. Um, and, um, you know, you, you hear about the, you know, going on tour and being a tour manager and all that kind of stuff. Well, I actually was a tour manager. Um, and uh, I promise you, it's not the glamorous like people think it is. Uh, did that for about four years uh, out of college and, um, you know, living out of hotel rooms and suitcases and, you know, the back of, of, of venues and, you know, eating from a, you know, from a catering table is, again, is not what it's all cracked up to be. Um, and so, um, you know, had some family decisions to make and that was do I stay on the road or do I come home and definitely made the the right decision to come home um, but uh, as I was kind of finishing out my last gig so to speak um, you know we decided you know coming home let's let's buy a house let's buy a house let's let's start our family off right let's buy a house 
So we actually ended up building a house with the. And with just the, home. Uh, home has always been Central Indiana. I uh, grew up in southern uh, Southern Indiana okay. in, in Evansville. Born and raised in Evansville. Okay. Uh, went to uh, went to college at Ball State in Muncie, mm-hmm. and then. Uh, uh, left the state for a little while. Again, like I said, with with the entertainment industry, um, you know, you're kind of always on on the move, living out of a suitcase and whatnot. Um, but uh, lived in Cleveland, Ohio. Well, Cleveland, Ohio was a home base for me for for uh, that time when I was in in, in 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 the entertainment industry. But moved back to Central Indiana. Um, lived in Fishers um, and have lived in Hamilton County really since since 2000. My gosh, how long ago was that? 2000. 2006 sure. <laughs> I think 2006 yeah um, so um, but we ended up building a house with a local builder and um, I came home you know the house got done I came home we closed on the house really wasn't sure what my life was going to be at that time one of the one of the benefits of doing what I did in the entertainment industry is is that a lot of your expenses are paid for you so you're not using a lot of the income that, that you're bringing in right. so um, thankfully we had the opportunity to you know I, I had a little bit that I could I, I could kind of sit back and figure something out of you know what's my next step in life and I was going to look for something in the entertainment industry here. You know, I could look, work at a local venue or, you know, kind of use that knowledge and, and work locally. Um, and then it's, you know, call it a God thing, call it, you know, call it fate or, what, you know, whatever, whatever your belief is. But I was out in our front yard one day and I was walking the sod lines of my front yard, you know, just kind of pressing them down, you know, with the fresh sod in our, in, in our new house. And the, um, the salesperson at, at the building company drove by and started a conversation with me and uh just happened to say you know i i i just lost my my assistant in the office i know you're trying to figure things out would you mind coming and giving me a hand you know just to help me out for a little bit and while you're trying to figure things out and my house was about five houses down from the model home so i'm like why not? It gives me something to do. And again, like she said, I can help her out and, and, and I can use this time to figure out, um, what, uh, what I'm going to do. Um, little did I know that within, uh, within about a year and a half that I would be promoted to sales at that builder. I would become one of their top salespeople at that builder. And that's when I discovered it was really real estate that was in my blood and, and not necessarily the, the, the fun, the fun quote unquote glamorous life of, of working in entertainment. Um, and, uh, my passion has always been in real estate since then. So, um, I worked in new home construction with a local builder for, uh, for about five, five and a half years. And, uh, and, and then that is when I, uh, I started getting courted by by a, a, a local broker um, who uh, was right down the street from the neighborhood I built, and and um, you know, so um, you know, I'll I will definitely have to give um, a lot of credit to my start in 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 being a realtor and and in in the industry to Amy Englert with Carpenter Realtors. Um, she was the first person who ever saw that potential in me of saying, "Hey, you're doing really well as a builder. Have you ever thought about getting your real estate license and and kind of you know expanding you know expanding that a little bit?" Talked to Amy for quite a while. It took her it took her a long time to convince me that it was the right move, but finally um, it, it was the the right move. And of course, you know, I, I 
who else but to mentor me, but but Amy. So I'll always, you know, be thankful to, to Amy for for pushing me to to get to this to the, to get to this spot. And then so I started my my career there, and and again I'm thankful for um, you know for folks like Dave Cavanis and and Julian Jansen at Carpenter who really not only ha- did they um, teach me and, and guide me in the day in and day outs of our industry, but they also pushed me to get involved in leadership. And um, and sure. it's because of Dave Cavanis actually that uh, that I got involved in Real, um, and went through the Real process. And again, very very thankful for that. And that is where my eyes got completely open to the association and what all we do um, under this this one roof. Mm-hmm. Um, it was was all through Real. So I you know I'll say it, anyone who's listening to this podcast, if you have not been through Real, um, we we are putting a pause on Real um, in 2021. It will be back in 2022. But when the application process opens back up, please, 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 if you have any uh, inkling to see what the association is about, apply for Real. You will not regret that decision. Um, so I want to ask you something, go and, ahead. and I'm going to try to jump in. But what do you think they saw in you? What What was it about what you what? And if you want, tell me what you brought over from your previous job as a, a tour manager. Mm-hmm. What skills did you bring over that, or what kind of got you on that right path where it got the attention of these of these seasoned veterans who knew the industry and knew when they saw talent and potential. What did you bring to the table that you think attracted them to you? Sure. Um, you know, what? let me start with what did I bring over from my previous career? In, in and the, also, you do know, you do spot the irony of living a nomadic lifestyle <laughs> to, then, to then a career of, of getting people into, like, long-term homes, right? Right, okay. right. Exactly. All right, just want to make sure you're aware of the irony. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and honestly, I think it's part of that irony sure. um, that, that I bring over is because... Um, you know, if you look at my, you know, I've, I've done them all. If, you know, if you look at my Myers-Briggs or, or sure. my Heritage Profile or my, you know, my, my Rainbow Personality, um, you know, leadership test that I, that I took at, at another leadership uh, academy, um, I think one of the biggest um, traits of, of Zach, of me, of how I'm wired is I have to be around people to fill my tank. I can't live that nomadic lifestyle where I'm, you know, alone most of the time. I have to be around people. Yeah. So talk about that shift. Yeah. Oh my gosh, absolutely. Um, and and so I think that that's what I brought over from that industry is I need people in my life. Yeah. And you're probably and you're probably sensing a sense of fulfillment in this career than you you certainly did in much your more, yeah. much more. Sure. Um, you know, so definitely, um, you know. Being with people, helping people, watching others succeed—you know—that's that's again one of again one of my just inherited traits is that I like to mentor people. I like to take people under my wing, give them the tools that they need, and watch them fly and succeed. Um, and and so this, you know, not just in real estate because yes, you know, you're helping people at a page, you know, they're turning a page in their life when, they, when you buy and sell houses, you know, oh, yeah. you're buying the first, your very first home or, you know, your last kid just went off to college. Now it's time to downsize. I mean, there's See, not a more definitive tentpole in your life than getting a new home. At, I mean, at, everything. Changes. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And so, you know, again, you are helping someone at a very pivotal moment in their life. Right. Love that. Yeah. Absolutely love that. Um, same thing here at my board. We're helping people at a very pivotal moment in their moment in their career. Right. 
Um, and that's what we're here to help is to guide them and, and get them from point A to point B and from, from point B to point C. So yeah, that that's totally where, you know, where I I bring all of this to what I do. Yeah. Um, what did, you know, my peers and, you know, my, my foundations in, in my start in the industry see in me to push me towards leadership? My gosh, you'd have to ask them. Sure, um, sure. You know, I... I I don't know what that one thing or those couple of things were that they saw in me to say, you know what, he would make a good leader. And, and even today, it's hard for me to think of myself as, you know, as, as a good leader. I just do what I do, and that is help people. Yeah. Um, and, and so, again, I'm very thankful to them for pushing me into leadership because, again, every day that I get to not only work with my clients, but I get to work with our members and my peers in the industry, I go home with my tank full every day. Yeah. Well, and I mean, without, you know, it, this might sound dramatic, but getting involved with your division, which is, you know, not only about networking and, and education, but it's very much a philanthropic endeavor. Absolutely. You know, it's about improving the quality of life in, in Hamilton County, and then you take it here, my word, and that's certainly one of our goals is to improve the quality of life. So you get to have your cake and eat it too. Absolutely. You get to have a career that puts food on the table, but then you also kind of help make central Indiana a better place by applying yourself. Right. I mean, what's more fulfilling than that? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so I want to go back to the tour manager. Mm -hmm. Or no, 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 I want to go to going tour manager and then you're walking the lines of, of sodding the grass. You, you have that person, you know, given to you out of, out of the, you know, the mystics of life that you taught, you have that exactly. conversation that little did you know would be switching up your, your life from Correct. there, from there on. Tell me about, that conversation to that first transaction that was it that you had that that moment of success or that that warmth of this is where i'm supposed to be and this is where i'm going to be for the foreseeable future do you do you have a a a moment where that kind of was clear to you sure yeah um when when we had that initial conversation i mean it was just how's the house you just moved in you know is there anything i can do for you type of a conversation but then it just happened to kind of be a side note where she said hey I you know I just you know lost my assistant would you mind coming and helping me um and you're like I just so happened to be looking for a new opportunity to, to yeah, and, yeah. And, and again it wasn't even like I, I don't even think it was with the understanding that it was going to be a permanent thing right it was just kind of helping each other out until yeah. you know whatever happened um but like like I mean I just remember when people would drive up to the model home and then they would come in and, you know, maybe um, the sales the sales manager there was already with someone or, you know, working with someone to go, you know, to getting the paperwork done to build their home. And so I would have to greet people at the door and walk them through the model and answer their questions. And I'm like, this is kind of fun. You know, this is, this is a lot of fun because you get to tell, you know, work people with their with their dreams and they're like oh my gosh this house is perfect but you know we would like this to be in the house or that to be in the house this is how we picture our perfect first time you know first home that we've ever ever had and I'm like guess what you can do that yeah and I can help you do that yeah um and that felt so good on the day that they closed on that home and you gave them the keys and you could just see in their eyes you know, just in the air, how happy these first-time homeowners were, and I mean, and the majority of the people we dealt with in this particular, uh, at the, in this particular neighborhood, for the most part, were first-time homeowners. So that's really, really was was a nice, a, a nice touch, especially when they kind of, 
you know, when they got to design their house, when they got to actually build their house from the ground up and it was them and, and, and they got to put their touch on the home from the very beginning. And then as the concrete got poured, then as the wood went up and then as the drywall went in and then the carpets and the cabinet, you know, like at oh, yeah. each phase you just saw... You just saw their world coming together. Absolutely. And that was awesome. That's, and while you were talking about showing, showing the house and kind of you and this, this, this client standing next to you, and it's got to be such an interesting moment in, in this entire industry that you're sitting next to this, this acquaintance. You, know, not, you don't know them very well, but they're an acquaintance. You know them on a professional stranger level. Stranger walked in the door, yeah. It's, okay, so I, knew, <laughs> I didn't want to say that, stranger. That, that's, yeah, it was. I mean, there's right. people you've never talked to before but walking in. Yeah. You see this stranger look into a four-walled bedroom, and you see them build this, this thing in their, in their life, their, their imagination yeah. and... Yeah, I'm gonna put the bookshelf right over there, and I think the TV can go right here. Mm -hmm. And you're kind of seeing there, like, because you, you're making this big financial decision. You can't get past the, the that it is, you know, big financial. But at the same time, when you buy your first house, it's almost like your whole life has culminated to this moment. Yeah. And it's like I, I'm I'm going to get to I'm I'm going to ascend to this tier right. of my life. I'm going to finally hit that goal that I've been. And you kind of get to be in the front row for that yeah and, and that's got to be such a special feeling yeah and I'm, I'm sure you still get that to this day every day every day you know i i mean just yesterday afternoon i you know we got uh, an offer accepted for one of my clients and to be able to make that phone call and say congratulations right you got an accepted offer and then you just hear the you know how excited they are <laughs> on on the on the other end of that phone i mean every time you have that conversation. And then every time that you're sitting at the closing table and you hand them the keys to their brand new home, um, yeah, I mean, there's just you know, everyone listening to this knows there, yeah. there's always something in in the transaction that is a hurdle that that can complicate things that you have to really you know use your your knowledge of the industry and what you've been through to get you know to get not only your clients through but to get the other side of the transaction through and to get to you know, to get to the closing table. Um, but, you know, through all of the, the muck and, and whatnot that can, you know, that can really kind of cloud up a transaction, you know, in that middle portion, the beginning and the end are always the two most exciting days mm -hmm. of, of that transaction when people got the, got the accepted offer and then they are being handed the keys. Yeah, and the moment they saw that house and just got... It just comes right back. Yeah, and then they, right they, they finally lock it in. Absolutely. So, uh, you've, you've name dropped a few people who've had a big impact on you in this career. Uh, but now I, I, I'm curious, what has inspired you? What, what, what do you, do you listen to something? Do you read something? What has kind of reinforced your, your, your drive to continue in this career? Maybe, maybe when you weren't doing so well, maybe when you had a, a dry spell, mm -hmm. was there something present in your life that kind of reinforced that you need to stick to it? Right. Absolutely. I will say that it's important uh, I mean, everyone in, in this industry, whether it's here in central Indiana or it's out west or out east or wherever, you know, in, in the country, you know, everyone has a rough time. And I'm sure, you know, there's more to come. You know, it, it's, it's inevitable in the industry. Um, it's important to have a mentor, uh, no matter who you are. Have that person that you trust, that, that you can sit down with and say, I'm really struggling here. I, you know, I, I, I need some help. I need some coaching. I need something. 
Um, and, you know, I'm going to name drop again because I, I as, as they say, no one is self-made. And it's the people that are behind you that make you who you are. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, I am so lucky and so fortunate to have Lynn Wheeler as, as my, as, as, you know, my mentor and the, per, and my go-to, um, Never person. Heard of her. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> who, who in the world who? knows of Lynn Wheeler? Um, she, but, but, you know, not only is she, you know, uh, uh, you know, a past president of my board, but you know, she has been involved in the divisions and division leadership. You know, she's been involved in different aspects of, of the association. And of course that all culminated with her being, you know, president of, of a few years ago, but she is also one of the most, um, caring, nurturing people who wants to see others succeed. She wants to help others, you know, get, get kind of get to their, you know, get to their top. Um, and so that's, that's what I would say. What, what is the number one thing that I have in my life whenever I, I need something or I'm having a downtime or I'm not sure what to do? I have a mentor mm-hmm. um, to, to go to and to talk, talk things out with. Um, you know, listening to podcasts. Um, I think is is another is another big one. Of course, leave your shoes by the door is I mean, is, is at the top of my list. <laughs> yeah. um, but you know, in addition, Thank you. In, in addition to, to you know to this podcast, and you know, and already you know, hearing from so many amazing uh, people in in our association. Um, but um, you know, I listen to Brian Buffini. I listen to TED Talks. I you know, I listen to uh, Entree Leadership and all these different um, type of like leadership entrepreneurial real estate, you know, or, or just in general positive, you know, listen to Mel Robbins and, and people who just give you that shot in the arm when you need it. Yeah. Um, for sure. So, you know, don't pay attention to the news cause you know, it's always going to drag you down and if something is going to happen, you're going to know about it. Yeah. Listen to the things that are only going to positively impact your life. Yeah. You know, if, if you want to keep heading in the good direction. So, Find the books that you like to read. Listen to the people who you want to listen to. Have that mentor that that is always going to take you in in the right direction and and not get you know bogged down with what you're seeing on the TV screen. How day. would you advise um, a, a, a realtor in their early stages? How would you advise them to find a mentor? Sure, absolutely. You know the, that's the one thing about uh, uh, about. Are about the brokerages that, um, that, that exist, whether you're a big brokerage like an FC Tucker or a Carpenter or, you know, some kind of like, you know, like the, so, you know, some of the, the smaller uh, brokerages, they all have that person sure. that you just have that connection with. If you feel that connection with someone, talk to them. Don't be afraid mm-hmm. to talk to people. Um, you know, you can even have a, a mentor outside of your office, outside of your brokerage, who just says, I want to help you, and who is sincere about that. So how do you find those mentors? Go to division meetings. Yep. Get involved, you know, in, in the different, you know, things that you can hear at, at, at my board. If you're a brand new agent, we have next gen. Yeah. Perfect opportunity. They get together all the time. Sure. You don't have to go to everything, right. but go meet people when yeah. you when when you get a chance. Yeah. Um, you know, don't don't go lock yourself in your office and in your car and and you know and 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 do your own thing because if not, you're gonna you know you're gonna kind of like stay stagnant. You need to continue to learn. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the um, last month's podcast uh, with your guest Cheryl. Yeah. You know, she said education is everything. Yeah. I can't, I, I can't agree with her more. Yeah. You have to continue 
to learn and grow. That is how you're going to be successful. And in learning and growing, that's how you're going to find your mentors and the people that you trust. And I can't, I, I'm, it's, it's interesting that you're talking about a mentor. You're talking about a, a living, breathing person with emotional intelligence. Yeah. That person that can only communicate to you like another human being can. And I think, and I was thinking earlier when you're talking about, you know, you have the beginning and the end, and in the middle is a mucky muck. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we here at MyBor, and, I, and I'm stealing this from Shelly Specchio, but <laughs> the importance that a realtor has of an emotional intelligence. Absolutely. That you can't get with eye buyers and you can't get from these, you know, technology-based, whatever. And it's interesting that you kind of practice what you preach because you're saying at the end of the day, you can listen to podcasts, you can read books, but just like how a client would need to depend on a realtor for emotional intelligence, you need to depend on your realtor, or sorry, you need to depend on your mentor for that emotional intelligence because Absolutely. that's, and we, we were talking about this at the beginning, how you and I just, we desire that human connection, right? You know, we, we like that human interaction and I feel like that's, it doesn't matter what year it is or where we are with technology that there's, it's irreplaceable. And I, and I can see you pull that into your, the, your personal life. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And, and, um, couple of points. One is, um, again, for everyone listening, if you haven't listened or, or have or have seen this, go to YouTube and type in Paul Harvey, Why God Made a Realtor. <laughs> oh, yeah. Sure, sure, sure. I, I will never forget the first time I listened to it. It brought tears to my eyes, and it still does to this day um, because it really shows the effect that we have on our clients and why we are there and the ultimate impact we make with their lives, but also with everything else that we have to do when we're in the mucky muck in yeah. that, in that middle part. So again, YouTube, Paul Harvey, why God made a realtor. You won't, you won't regret listening and, uh, and, and watching that. It's really good. Um, but you know, just like our friendship, Andrew, that, that you've mentioned is that we have that, that, that connection with horror movies. You and I just love the genre and we knew that almost from the day that you and I met. It was day like it, it was like we knew what to talk about it for <laughs> yeah. some reason. I don't know. And but you know, you always have that one-off connection with someone that yeah. that you would just be like, "You like that? I like that. I like that too." No kidding. Yeah. And that conversation over time develops that relationship. Yeah. You know, um, Jim Litton, the the CEO of, of FC Tucker, who is also I'm 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 proud to consider him a mentor as well. He has always said it best, and that is um, this whole industry is about relationships. It is a relationship with our clients. It is a relationship with each other, and we have to build those relationships so that we can be successful now and into the future. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if, if, if you do not know how to build a relationship with other people, this probably isn't the, the right industry for you because you have to be able to build that trust, that camaraderie with the people that you are around, whether it's your client or whether it's your peer. Um, so, so just remember, relationships are everything. And again, that goes back to, we don't always have to talk about real estate. We can talk about the fun stuff too. Right. You know, that's what makes us all unique and, and, and you know, what builds the friendships as, right. as well. So always remember, build the relationships. That's what this is all about. Mm -hmm. So how long have you been in the industry? So I've been in the industry since 2006. Okay. So what is that? 14, 14 years. years. Jeez, that goes by so quick. Yeah. Um, so um, I was, uh, again, I was in new home construction from 2006 to, two th to 2011. And 2011 is when I, I got my, uh, when I made the jump, got my license, and, and I've been a, a Realtor member since. Okay. 
So in your 14 years of, of in the trenches, how do you define success? And I'm, and I'm assuming 14 more years, right? right? This, is this, this is your career. Right. So how do you define success right now in, in your stage in your career? Right. Um, yeah. Man, Andrew, I, tough questions you're I know, asking me I know, today. I know. Um, uh, how do I define success? Um, you know, I mean, how do you know you're doing something right? right. Whether it's oh, whether I, it's how you feel personally or professionally, how do you know? How do you feel? What reinforces that you're 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 doing what's right? How now? how do I know that I'm doing the right thing? That I'm where I'm supposed to be right exactly. now today exactly. is that I get up every morning. And I'm happy. Mm-hmm. And I go to bed at night, and I'm happy. Um, this isn't a job. This isn't a career to me. This is something I enjoy doing. Um, you know, I know that that's so cliche to hear and, and to say, but it's true. I enjoy going to work every day. I enjoy going to four-hour board meetings. Mm-hmm. You know, here at at my board, I enjoy. Going and and driving to the divisions that I represent, you know, in Hamilton County, Boone County, and Montgomery County, and talking with my peers who I represent, because again, it's not about me; it's about them. It's it's about our members. Right. I want to talk with them. I want to represent them the best that that I can, and I'm I'm honored that they have entrusted me to represent them. But I want to make sure I'm representing them correctly. Sure. Um, so you know, getting up every day and whether it's a transaction or whether it's a meeting or something I'm doing here in the industry, every day I get to get up and do what I love doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, Zach, one thing that I, t- two major things I took away from today's talk is one, we have a podcast where your name's going to be at the top and you spent most of it name dropping other people. <laughs> and I think that says a lot about your character. I think that says a lot about uh, selflessness and the importance of collaboration and the importance of relationships. Absolutely. You know, I, I always say, and I, Everything I say at New Member, I just want to make clear, everything I say at New Member, I have stolen from other Realtors, and then I just say it to New Members. But I always like to say that this is an industry of relationships. Yeah. It, it really just Absolutely. boils down to that. And talking to you, uh, uh, 14 years made it, and, and it's evolved at the highest level. It, you know, it's still true 14 years from that moment, from that moment they're sitting a New Member to 14 years later. Mm-hmm. Um, and another thing is you have given us a lot of homework. You, we <laughs> need to watch this YouTube with Paul Harvey. We need to vote. I, I'm giving you the homework to vote, and so is Zach as a district rep, to make sure if you're a Realtor, uh, October 2nd through the 8th, make sure you vote. We will email you if you qualify to be a voting member, which is, just means you're a Realtor in one of the counties of District 2 and District 5. And then finally, the fun homework is watching Nightmare on Elm Street 4. What's the name of the, the entry? The Dream Master. The Dream Master, and yeah. then Dream Child is 5. Ooh, I don't, I don't know if I'm I gonna. I don't know if I want to talk about. <laughs> Dude, five is where it dips. Five. Make sure it's four, not five. Uh, any other advice to have it, the, the best October? It, you know, I I definitely uh, kind of on on the point that you just said about voting, um, guys. The, those of you who are listening to the podcast, remember. The people that you vote for are the people who are representing you. This is not about them. This is about you. Please vote when you get that link. Please vote. If you're listening to this podcast and you want to encourage others to vote, please share this podcast on your social media pages. Um, re- talk to people. Talk to them about how important it is that their voice is heard in the boardroom, at the divisions, all over the uh, all over the association. That is what we are here for. We are here to serve you. Vote to make sure you have the right voice who is serving you here at the association. Couldn't have said it better. Zach Miller, you are a division leader. 
you are a district representative, you're a member of the board. Are you involved in RPAC as well? Correct. I will be, uh, I'm the vice chair of RPAC and will be the chair next year. We are so lucky to have you involved with us to help make my board our mission a success. Uh, thank you so much for being on here today, hey, Zach. It's been a pleasure. Thanks for having me.